0: Good evening, my friends. How's everybody doing tonight? I am happy to be here today at Kardec Radio. We are speaking about um, a few different things tonight. We, uh, I guess I was asked to to do this, this prayer uh, Friday, and we're going to, to conduct a prayer at the end of our talk today. But I would like to begin by uh, just opening up what we're going to be talking about today. Now the instructions for the all the speakers this this uh these uh, few Fridays are to come up with something from our material which is so rich and uh to to bring this into the whole sense of prayer and then say a prayer to our beautiful country. So since it's September and it is a month in which we really there is a suicide prevention um, lot of campaigns going on this month but um, it got me thinking about happiness and it got me thinking about what makes people happy why are some people so happy why are some people what makes you happy and ultimately we all want to be happy ultimately if you ask anybody in the world what do you want in life the the answer will always be I want to be happy now What makes different people happy? That's a whole different question. So, what what does happiness mean to a spiritist? Because we are all Christians. Being a Christian, does it mean that we are happy and we don't even understand this whole concept? Well, I put down the material that I'll be using tonight and I'm going to use the Gospel According to Spiritism. One question of the Spirit's book, and the Constitution of the United States as well. So I think these three will make for material for us to really round up this whole question of happiness. And I think we need to be happy. Spiritists should not be those people who um spread this concept of karma which is not even a spiritist concept but we should not really bring this heavy weight on our shoulders this burden that we're here on earth um, with all this um, you know we have to pay for all these past deeds that we did so now we have to have a terrible life and happiness is just so far-fetched We have to come out of that mentality and truly, truly enjoy being spiritists and truly enjoy what this beautiful, consoling doctrine has brought to us. And we really should be the sample of humanity, um, happy humanity, because we know more than just about any other um, doctrines out there. We we know firsthand that we We are happy people. We are people that understand this concept of fairness, of God being just, of God being good. Thus, there is no punishment. There is no need for us to bring uh, upon life with this heavy burden on our shoulder. But this concept of learning, this concept of growing, this concept of evolution, that's what we should be um, all about and all people who come to us should really come out from our company with a sense of wow I found something I found someone who truly understands what happiness is all about so let's start and I'm going to read a little piece and I'm, I'm not much uh, for reading for too long so it's just my, my uh, uh, personal take on, on doing things so I'm just going to read and this is from the gospel Um, according to Spiritism and we're going to just read a little paragraph this is chapter 5 item 12 happiness is not of this world now I know it can be a little contradicting to what I just said but let's just listen to what it says I am not happy happiness wasn't made for me people of all social positions generally explain so isn't that true isn't that that most people say that, I'm not happy, oh, this is not for me. Happiness, oh, someday, right? This is really what we hear a lot of times. Someday, maybe I'll be happy. Or we always say, when I get this, I'll be happy. When I accomplish that, I'll be happy. When we're little children, the biggest thing is when I get a bike, right? When I have a bicycle, I'll be happy. I'll have the best of them all, all the gifts. Now, I guess these days is more electronic stuff. But when I was a child, getting a bicycle was the biggest thing then you grow and when I'm out of school it'll be uh, the greatest thing when I'm 18 it'll be the greatest thing Um, I'll be happy when I graduate college I'll be happy when I have money I'll be happy when I have more money so happiness becomes a concept of just pushing to the future and if we understand that um, today is the past of the future (laughs) you know this is the past of the future um, then we start thinking about why Why is it that I'm always pushing my happiness, right? So let's continue to read. Uh, people of so- all social positions generally generally explain. This, my dear children, proves better than any possible reasons the truth of this maxim from Ecclesiastes. Happiness is not of this world. Indeed, neither wealth nor even the flower of youth are the essential conditions for happiness. A lot of people think... Well, it's all about wealth. Um, If we are going to think about what really people do in their lives and what do they do it for. See, when I buy a t-shirt for $10, it's not about the $10 that the shirt cost. It is about how much of my time I had to sacrifice in order to earn $10 in order to buy the shirt. You see, it all becomes about what I make out of my life. So once I grasp that concept, and if I make my entire life about earning in order to buy things, um, it's a very dangerous situation. So that's the one thing. The other one is is, um, Ecclesiastes. You know, happiness is not of this world. Um, But it's also saying the flower of youth. How many of us think that Ugh, with age comes pain comes this comes that things are just getting worse i feel pain in organs i didn't even know i had um, i make all kinds of noises now at yoga you know i'm crackling you know but in truth is we forget to appreciate we forget to appreciate every single age every single moment of our lives thus happiness becomes something so far away from us because we have this concept that happiness is so so hard to achieve I would say more not even the combining of these three much desired conditions are since we constantly hear persons of all age amongst the most privileged classes bitterly complaining about their situation so I wanted to bring that happiness is not is not of this world so I asked you do you believe that Jesus was a happy person was he a happy man because what we have to to grasp the concept is that Jesus did not have any dilemmas. Jesus didn't have any anything in his mind that he was thinking whether it was right or wrong to do. He knew exactly what to do because he knew the path was God. The path the, the right the straight path always led to the right things. We only have dilemmas because we are not in perfect conjunction with Uh, God's path once we are we'll have no no more dilemmas We'll have and that's what the peace of Jesus when he says I bring you peace I want to bring you peace, but not this peace that you understand So my concept of happiness may differ from yours But ultimately we all want happiness and more than happiness It's this peace that Jesus really came to bring us this peace of knowing that Everything will lead to this perfect, perfect uh, nirvana-like state, the state in which you will understand Jesus' true words when he says his peace he came to give us, but we still do not understand his peace because it is not of this world. So uh, this whole concept of happiness and peace, they interwine. And once we understand that as spiritists, it's, it's not very hard to get there if we really study the doctrine that brings me to question on the spirits book it brings me to the question of 943 so why is it that so many people can't feel this happiness how how many people that just it's just something missing inside and question 943 Kardec asks what causes the distaste, distaste for life that sometimes takes hold of people without any Discernible reason, you know, it's that feeling of I I just can't find any happiness. It's just this feeling of uh, nothingness. Okay, so he asked, "Where does this feeling comes from?" The spirits will answer: idleness, lack of conviction or faith, and often satiety. So when we talk about this, this idleness, it is impossible to be a spiritist and be idle. We can talk to many of you who are listening here, many of you who are thinking, um, can I be idle? Can I be completely just home, doing absolutely nothing and be happy? It doesn't work. Happiness, those who want to retire and in order to do nothing, that is when life really loses its zest. It loses its happiness because working is part of happiness. Jesus has never stopped working. And one of his phrases was, my father works, and so do I. My father still works, and so do I. We look at Kardec's life now that the film has come out. Kardec has never stopped working. I mean, he died working. And it was when he was the most happy. It was when he was being the most productive. So we can start to really listen. Why did Kardec ask this question? And the spirits even come and and are very clear. The very first answer, idleness. That is one of the boredom, right? We like to say, oh, you know, some people, uh, this place is boring. This movie is boring. This study is boring. Well, boring people are boring. So if you find everything boring, perhaps it's not everything that's boring. Perhaps it's you or I. And we have to change this concept of boredom and get to work. There is so much work to be done. There is not a human being in in the world who doesn't have some type of talent that can be used for the work of Christ. And when we are working in the work of Christ, we are happy. There is incompatibility to be working for Christ and being sad. The second part of the question, he says, first it's idleness. Then it's lack of faith. And to me, the best concept of faith is what does faith, having faith means? It means to trust and it means to surrender. So I always like to say, you know, everything works out for me. And I do. I wake up in my morning and we say, "Um, you know what? This is going to be a wonderful day. Everything is going to work out just fine. And I usually say, good morning, God. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, friends. That's how I wake up. And then I say, today is going to be another wonderful day. Everything will work out just fine. And you know, when you develop this, and perhaps you who are listening may say, well, Deborah, some days are not great. Well, if you are a spiritist and you understand that God is good and just, and there is a law that is a perfect law of cause and effect, and it's an educative law, not a punishment, it's an education that that law brings. Then we understand that everything is working out just fine and it will work out just fine. And when we think that things are not working out just fine, they are. It's just that our vision is so limited. It's kind of like if you've ever seen a perfect carpet. Like I have a carpet behind me, I don't know, right there. That's a carpet that was done in Iraq about, I would say, 40, 50 years ago so when you look at the carpet it's beautiful on top but if you look behind that carpet it's very it's all tangled and all the threads and everything well you see that's that's how things are if we look from under up on the carpet you think that life is all messy and everything is wrong and it's out of out of you know out of path but if you look from above down Then you see this beautiful picture. You see everything aligning. You see why all those threads under the carpet are appearing to be all wrong. But it does make a perfect picture and a perfect design. And that's how life is. Every time that we think things are not right, they're just right. And when we have faith and when we have trust in God, it's impossible to live a sad life so i encourage everyone to really hold on to all of this valuable information that we find here kardec radio that we find in the spiritist literature because it's so encouraging it's something that really brings us close to believing and to truly having this um, capacity for 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 high, for i guess making our faith healthier and we don't have to compare to anybody else's faith level it's just about us looking at ourselves and say you know God is perfect God is good um, and I'm going to work this faith that I have it it's it's mine it is something that all of us have so I am going to really work on it work on my sense of trust and surrender and when I trust I trust in God, so I know that He's doing things right. And when I surrender, I let Him know that, and I don't rebel. I don't. Um, I don't get angry. I don't get irate about things. All I do is I understand His will, and I say, "Let Thy will be done." Right? And that phrase is so beautiful. We should really have that phrase right in front of our beds when we wake up. Thy will. Be done so once that is a perfect phrase for surrender no matter what trouble times we're going through if we say thy will be done because you know what he knows his will I can say it for myself his will is certainly my will um, I can have a whole list of things I want but I'd rather surrender to him who knows much much, much more than I know a little pebble in the sand, a pebble of sand. So um, this lack of faith is a factor for feeling that life is empty, for feeling that life is not worth living. So we got to remember that. Um, Idleness, lack of faith, and often satiety. Now, when you're insatiable, right? When your wish is insatiable, you just want more and more and more. When is it enough? And that's something that we have to be very, very careful. Um, These days, we're not content with what we have. When we're talking about Parents working and working and working and working overtime. Both parents working overtime. There is absolutely nothing wrong with both parents working, or the father, or the mother, or both of them kind of uniting and working different times. Or perhaps it doesn't work, and they have to work together and have the child uh, be placed at a daycare center. The problem is, are you working because you 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 don't you're not making enough? for what you need or are you working so hard because you want so much more and That's what we have to stop and reevaluate our values. Am I Working so hard that I don't have time to go to my church to my spiritual center. Is it really? uh, This pursuit what am I pursuing is the pursuit of happiness Am I or am I letting happiness just go through my fingers i'm allowing my children to not be with me because i'm working so hard for superfluous things i'm not working because of the things that i need i'm working more because of the things that i believe that i want and that's when we have to revise this concept of satiety Um, satiety is you know have you ever eaten so much that you, you got sick you got ill well you went above the necessity and our bodies will tell us our lifestyle will tell us when enough is enough if we only choose to listen our bodies get ill sometimes because we're overdoing it we're overworking it sometimes it is in our work it is our emotional it is when we open ourselves to too much And then we have energy vampires all around. It is when we don't have time to pray. And then we allow ourselves to be more connected with all sorts of spiritual entities. So it is very serious for us to say, how much is enough? How much is it enough? Do I have enough clothing? Do I have enough uh, real estate? Do I have enough money? Do I have, where is my faith in having enough as well? Why do I have to have so much and what for? I'm not sure if that's a pursuit of happiness. Which brings me to my third and last topic, which is part of the Constitution of the United States. Because we're talking about happiness and this feeling of emptiness that sometimes comes to us, I really like to read a little bit. I think we all have heard of the phrase, Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? So life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm going to read a little uh, further the, the entire, you know, a little part of the beginning of our Constitution. Now think about it. This is in the, in the beginning of the Constitution of the United States, 1773. We have this base in which democracy Was to be all about. So these words, this is the concept, right, behind establishing um, this platform for democracy. So here is what it says The full phrase contains the following words We hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator, by God, with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, so I think this is such a beautiful, powerful piece that is welcoming and bringing God into the Constitution. It's bringing God to the whole root of everything else. So anybody in the world that wants to toss religion out of it, well, they miss the book because the very beginning of the constitution of the united states brings god into the whole concept and it says that it is an unalienable right so it is a right that is to the core of the human beings to you know to have life so here we bring the whole concept of Is it your life, my life, a baby's life, a baby that's an unborn baby? Is it a person who um, may not afford medication's life? So we bring this whole concept into our structure, into our system. We have the right of life. That is such a beautiful thing because it is completely aligned with spiritism. And how much do we do? How much do we want to be alive? And we should. Because as spiritists, we know there is a much longer wait in the other realm than it is here. So there are many more wanting to be reincarnated than those who are reincarnated uh, and and have this beautiful chance to be here. So that alone is a reason for us to really um, embrace this life and embrace every second and embrace it and be happy that we're here, no matter what condition, if we have any physical limitations, any mental limitations, any financial, whatever condition it is, it is a blessing just to be here. And if you can understand what I'm saying, wow, that is amazing, because that means you have technology, you have the means of understanding, you've you've had enough nutrition, so your brain was able to comprehend now what I'm saying. And uh, so again, the right to life, after the right to life I think it's a beautiful thing that it says we have the right to life we have the right to liberty now liberty my freedom right I can and this goes completely again aligned with spiritism because we all have free will we all are given this life and we all are given choices and with my choice I will have the consequence that is relatable to what I chose And how beautiful is this, for you to be really the driver of your own life? And that's something that we should take and we have the right to do that. We have the right to be free. Now, freedom goes up to when you go over somebody else's freedom. So I have the right to be loud right now in my house, but the minute that my neighbor wishes to sleep, and my loudness, my loudness bothers his right to sleep, that is when my, my uh, freedom is restringed, right? And, and rightfully so. So we have to remember that in our reincarnation, we have relative freedom because we cannot go out there and do everything that we please. Not everything that we please, not everything that we want is good for us. So the beautiful thing is in this case, the government will limit us as to what we can do. And if I infringe the law, then maybe I'll be arrested or I'll be detained, right? So that is not much different. However, our Father who art in heaven, he loves us and he doesn't do this as a punitive manner, I guess is the word, but he does this so we don't fall further down. He wants us to succeed so much that if we have any kind of limitations in this world, it's for our own goodwill. It's for our own health. It's for our own um, growth. So it's a very beautiful thing that whatever it is that we feel that we're trapped, if we just trust and surrender, if we have faith that there is a reason for why we are experiencing the experiences that we have in our lives. And that the best thing we can do is for us to to learn from our experiences, from us to thrive in this world, for us to be happy regardless of the situation. We can carry that in our hearts. And the last thing is the pursuit of happiness. And that's what I wanted to end with because it's a very beautiful thing that in our constitution, we actually have this unhealthy, alienable right this this perfect constitutional right to pursue our happiness now if we pursue our happiness in the sense that Jesus asked us to do how beautiful is that not only can we do it in this beautiful country that is free for you to be a Christian You can be a spiritist. You can put Kardec movies out in your backyard and, and invite your neighbors to watch. This is a freedom that we can enjoy. So if I can use my freedom, that is a constitutional right that I have to pursue happiness in a way that Christianity teaches us, the way that Jesus teaches us, go and spread the word we spiritists are lacking in speaking a little more about spiritism and Jesus to others. Um, a lot of times we, we go on and do lectures and lectures and lectures and we forget to talk about Jesus. We forget sometimes to to reach people with their soul with, in the way that they get out of the lectures, happy and joyful that they have listened to that. And they feel that, wow, I want to be like that person. They, they, ex, they're just pouring happiness out of them. Even when they are not having the best moment in their lives, they're still happy to be a worker of Christ. And I can't, Imagine how happy Jesus was at the worst moment in his life, perhaps, at the cross, when he looks down and he sees the ignorance of the people. He sees how little in in happiness they have enjoyed, that they have to crucify him. And yet he looks at God and he says, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That to me is so touching, because Jesus understands that if they enjoy the true concept of peace and happiness, they could cause and they could do no harm. So that is uh, what we should really strive for, to not look at our the opposition from any end, from our people who don't like us, people who don't think alike us, with hate, with anger, with any of that. But perhaps we have achieved a little more knowledge. Who knows? And how many others are way ahead of us, looking at us and saying, little children, they have no idea what they're doing. And that is compassion, my friends. That's what we have to experience. And that's how we have to to live in this life to be happy, by having compassion, by truly understanding that if there is evil, And there is still a lot of bad things happening. It's only because of the lack of knowledge, the lack of love. And if we give hate where hate is, we are not being spiritists. We have to give love, especially to those who have the least concept of love. It's very easy to love the lovable. It's much harder to love those who persecute us who love those, who tells us that we're worthless, that we're ugly, that we're this, that we're that. Yet, we can still be happy and look at them and think of Jesus on the cross and not comparing us to Jesus, but say, wow, they are still little children for persecuting me because of what I believe. Perhaps one day, I also did the same. So the pursuit of happiness. Let's pursue. It is your right. Pursue it. but Pursue it in the most beautiful way that one can pursue. By serving. Some people may say, well, Deborah, now you're going back to charity, right? Yes. Well, if I do all this charity that Spiritism tells me to do, will I feel better? Well, I can guarantee one thing. I'm not sure if you will feel better but you will be better. If out of this entire talk you get anything from me, remember that. Being charitable may not make you feel better, but it will certainly make you better. And the only thing on this Constitution, um, the phrase of this Constitution that I do not agree with, and I don't think many of us will, it says that We hold these truths to be self-evident, right? That all men are created equal. Unless you're a spiritist, sometimes it's not so evident. Sometimes it's not so clear that we're all created equal. If you don't believe in this, if you don't have the knowledge of, especially reincarnation, it's very hard to to believe that God is this... um, all loving being that creates uh, equal because there's so much inequality in the eyes of men. So it's not so self-evident perhaps. If we look around us, there's many that are there are many that are great, others that are in poverty, you know in great riches, others in great poverty, some people are suffering. There are some children that are living on the streets in the ghettos. There are criminals that are getting away, apparently, with crimes. There are politicians who are corrupt and they are being able to get away with everything. And others, there are so many people who want to do so much good and they they have their hands tied. So perhaps it's not so self-evident as it is written in the Constitution. But as spiritists, we can bring this clarity to those around us. That even though it appears not to be so self-evident right with the knowledge that Spiritism brings to us it becomes evident it becomes evident that perhaps it doesn't look like everybody had the same starting line but with the knowledge of this doctrine we will understand that we all did and it's the law of cause and effect and there is perhaps nothing more right than how things are and that God is just and good and that there is no, um, you know, Jesus being the governor of earth, there is no mistakes. There is nothing wrong. There is nothing that he's missing. And perhaps we should exercise a little more faith. And with that, I'll bring to closing and with a prayer. I like to pray to the Lord. To Jesus. And I like to pray, and I like us all to think of Him, to think of the Lord, to think of Him and say to Him, Thank you. Thank you for all that you have done for me. Thank you for governing this beautiful planet. Thank you, Lord, for giving me this chance to be here. Listening to be here with like minds and giving me the chance to bring this message to those who may not be like minds. Thank you, Jesus, for my right to the pursuit of happiness. And may be my happiness be your path, because your path is certainly the only. To happiness. Thank you, God, for having created me, my brothers and sisters in journey, those who I get along, those who I still dwell. But thank you for putting me exactly where you did, Jesus, in this planet. Thank you, Lord, for the chance to be alive and help me to strengthen my faith day to day a little more. Let's pray for this beautiful country, the United States of America. Let's together, Jesus, yes, why not? Pray with me. Let's pray for our governors. Let's pray for our president. Let's pray for the people who live here. Let's pray that they all pursue happiness in the sense of the Christian path, in the sense of doing good, in the sense that Kardec so clearly explains to us. Without charity, there is no salvation. Let's pray that the sense of charity really, really touches all of us in this country. Thank you for having a chance to live here, to know this place. We pray, Lord. We pray for America. We pray and we thank for its existence, for its kindness, for its open arms. And we pray that more people will pray as well. Let's Pray for non-judgment. Let's pray for open arms. Let's pray for love. Because there is no country if there is no love. Thank you. Thank you, my friends. I hope that I was able to pass on this message a little bit to all of you. And thank you for having the time um, to have come here this uh, Friday night. I hope that we can meet again soon. And uh, again, my name, I guess I didn't didn't say it yet, Uh, Deborah Beldoig. You can all uh, visit a few other videos that I've done here on Kardec Radio and also on live stream and uh, I will be back in in a few weeks with a new program on the 8.30. I used to do the morning coffee for the soul. I uh, gave it a little break, but I'll be back soon, okay? So uh, thank you so much, and let me just say hello to a few of you who who are here with me. Um, If you want to leave any messages, we have, oh, Sunshine. Sunshine is here saying hello, Deborah, hello, my dear. We have Chris too. Chris is here with us. Hey, Chris. Vanessa, of course, is here. Vanessa, how are you, my friend? Carolina. Carolina is. Cohe is here with us. Rita de Casio is here too. She's saying we have to go on and work. Absolutely. She's saying thanks for your advice. Oh, thank you very much, very, very, very much, Rita. Um, Carolina, beautiful perspective. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Carolina. And we have John DeRosa as well is here with us. We have other people coming in, but I hope this message has uh, brought some thoughts to all of us and God bless everyone. God bless this beautiful country. And thank you for the chance to be here with you all. Thank you and have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful weekend as well. Kisses.